Never knowing how other minds differ from your own. Aphantasia, imagination, what is normal? I wish I had finished watching this video, but I just found something out. Oh, oh, expl explain first, okay. Th this, this is a fun thing, okay. So aphantasia is people, it's, it's this effect where you can't imagine images or you can't visualize images. You don't have a mind's eye. So picture in your head a red star. Visualize it. Everyone who exists will, will be able to visualize something on this spectrum. So some people will have a perfect red star in their head. That's me. I can visualize perfectly a red star. I can make it spin. I can, I can even visualize myself throwing it up in the air. Some people will be hard on the color. Honestly, in, in sometimes I'm between these two. The color seems almost superfluous, but I can get the color if I try. Some people, no color at all. Some people like a bare image, and then some people nothing, right? And so I thought that's all there was. But in this video, I'm, I'm not specifically related to this, but this is what Tom Scott says on. Of London, who are investigating olfactory mental imagery, the ability to imagine scents. I got a load of suggested questions from people who are interested in aphantasia. Uh, aphantasiacs are people who don't have a mind's eye, but that's already been polled a lot. This is asking whether you have a mind's nose. It took a while to hammer out the question into a form that would work for the polling company, so it's not perfect. It does exclude folks who can imagine smells but can't imagine pictures or sounds, but that should just be a very small number of people. Here are the results from the public, and then So, I can't imagine tastes. I literally can't do that. I can picture in my head a sunflower. I have no idea what it smells like. I know I like the smell of sunflowers. If you ask me, what does a sunflower smell like? Or what is similar to a sunflower smell, I cannot tell you. I can smell stuff very well. It's just the, the mental imagery of it. So I remember all the things that I like to eat, but I can't tell you what they taste like. I can't visualize the taste of a steak. I can a little bit do the texture, but not the smell or the taste. It's like, I, I've mentioned this previously when I was watching Trash, trash Taste. And they're talking about, oh, but no, it's this part of the bacon. You know what I'm saying? This part tastes so much better than this other part. Are you are you insane? What about the, all this food? And they're, they're talking with this vivid memory of all the different ways in which the food is is it varies and, and why they like this food over, over the other. And I'm sitting there going, I don't understand any of this. I have, I have no idea how they're able to do it. Like, I can't tell you what Vegemite smells like. I can tell you, like, it smells pungent. As in, it's a strong feeling, a, a, a strong sense, but, but I don't know what that smell actually is. I'm, I'm, t I'm talking about my response to the smell. And I'm, I'm inferring this from people's responses to Vegemite. I can't bring to mind what Vegemite smells like. And it's, it's, it's when people say, like, oh, does this taste sweet or sour? I don't know what sweet is. I don't know, really know what sour is. When I, when I think of sour, I think of food that is called sour, like sour gumdrops or whatever. And I think of my response to eating them, which is, you know, it's why when I, I said to people, it's really hard to explain what rainbow paddle pops taste like. And people were like, it's caramel, Matt. It's caramel. I'm like, really? And I was just, I was just completely baffled. I've eaten caramel many times, but I only know that things contain caramel, not that 
Like, they are caramel or whatever, right? Or to be fair, I'm not 100% sure what caramel even is. But I know, I'm pretty sure, like, Curly Whirlies, the chocolates that I enjoy, have caramel within them. And I, I recognize caramel not by taste, but the way it looks. It's like a creamy brown. So the only reason I, I think a Curly Whirly and a Mars bar have caramel in them is because they both have something that visually I can remember looks like caramel. And so when you told me that a rainbow paddle pop has a caramel taste, I was very confused because it doesn't look like caramel. Like I was so happy when I heard about our Fantasia. I'm like, oh good, I, I don't have this, this inability to do visual puzzles and stuff. Like I'm very good at visual puzzles. I can, I can take one of those, you know, put all the cubes and just spit it in your mind and stuff. I can do that in a fucking heartbeat. But visualizing a smell, a taste, can't do it. Do I ever crave foods then? No, I, I crave satiation. Like when I'm really hungry, I crave food. And I associate certain foods with a greater ability to appease and satiate me. But this is this is different. That's that's mentally, but physically, my body still craves certain things. Like it wants sugar, it feels withdrawal. But I don't I don't recall ever craving a taste necessarily. I wonder if you enjoy food more because your sensational taste is rediscovered each time. I, I don't think it is. I don't think so. I've never found myself to be a particular lover of food. I've said many times, high quality steak is completely lost on me. There is it's almost like Everything exists on a binary. Either I like it or I don't like it. That's it. It's not entirely true because I do, I do remember while eating certain foods, enjoying some things more than others. So in the moment I do taste things and I have preferences on that basis, but I don't remember the taste. I'm trying really hard right now to remember the taste of that chocolate that I ate downstairs. I feel like I'm almost there. I know I enjoyed it. I don't know, very, very strange. Very weird feeling. I can't imagine taste or remember taste. So as, as I've said before, I don't know how people are meant to be. I've only ever been myself. And so when you run across these things where people seem to have capabilities that you don't and that they seem to take them for granted, you're like, oh really, you know? Because we talked about Aphantasia before, and people were ba like, my mother was baffled. She's like, oh, you can actually visualize a red star in your head? That's, that's weird. <laughs> you know? As I say, though, I, I don't think it will massively impact your life if you, you lack a mind's eye or the ability to imagine smells and stuff. Certainly hasn't seemed to massively impact my life. But it has, I think, impacted my desire to go out and seek new experiences, in a way, perhaps. So if you have fed something without looking at it, would you be able to name it? That's a good question. Maybe while experiencing it, I would, I think I would be able to. Cause I, cause that, that wouldn't be, surely I'd be able to. Cause I think I could tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi, like in the moments. Like I can't, I can't describe to you the difference between Coke and Pepsi. I can't it right now remember or imagine the difference between them, but I know I've had them both and I can tell the difference between them. So I'd assume that when drinking them, I'd be able to tell you the difference. But to be honest, most people can't taste well enough to name individual ingredients they're eating. Hmm. Maybe I'm overthinking it. As I say, I, I don't know what is normal for you to be able to do. Do I like beer? No. But what does beer taste like? Do I drink whiskey? No. 
Uh, I prefer bourbon. But like I can say, for example, I'm pretty sure the reason why I like bourbon over whiskey is because whiskey tastes harsher. Is that a taste? Harsh? That's like a feeling. Is a feeling different from a taste? I know my response to drinking whiskey is one of greater dissatisfaction. Isn't harshness like a response to a taste? I guess these are just things I've never really considered or thought about before. Hmm. Whiskey has a herb taste? What the fuck is a herb taste? Can I imagine songs? So, when I imagine a song, it's like... Like I can... I can play that in my head, but it goes the same way, with the da-da-da, as if I'm speaking internally. It's easier if I visualize a person actually playing it. Or doing something that I would consider to be associated with the playing. Like, I can visualize a person on a piano, but it still sound in my head it's still da-da-da-da-da. Like, not the actual sounds, but the, the words that are kind of singing the sound. Can you imagine the record song? It's still the same. It's... But in my head, it's it's that as I'm seeing it, da 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 da, with the da like that. Um, that's that's what it sounds. That's exactly what it sounds like. It's not the sound absent the da. It's it is the das to make the sound. I don't know if there's a difference. Is that how it's meant to be? If you were to look at a picture of chocolate, would you be able to imagine the taste best way to put it? I tried doing it and it's kind of easier. I mean, I can, I can imagine chocolate cake in a heartbeat, but no, I can't. I know I like chocolate cake, but I can't tell you whether, like I would describe the, cho uh, the taste of chocolate cake as rich, but I can't tell you whether that's me describing my actual feelings on the matter or because I've heard chocolate cake described as rich many times. I'm, I'm, I can't tell you what a rich taste is, or what a rich taste tastes like. I'm completely clueless. But, but, but when I do this, I have, I have like a feeling like I'm, I'm like a millimeter away from breaking through into a cavern of information about what I'm looking at. And it's the most frustrating feeling. Is simp banned on Twitch? Why is the S word banned? You mean simp? Things like simp, virgin, what, what was the other one? Oh, incel, I see. These words aren't necessarily banned. It's more that they seem to have been more specific about their harassment policy, that you can't use these words in a way to harass people. It's not a deviation from their previous harassment policy. It's a clarification of it. It is wrong to say that these words have newly been banned, apparently. Imagine it this way, where they have a rule that says you can't use offensive words to harass people. Offensive, Weasley language, what is offensive? And they say, oh, you want to know? Well, okay, well, like using virgin, uh, simp, incel. If you're using these words in a harassing way to insult a person, whatever, um, but it's clearly unwarranted, then you can face repercussions for that. Like, when I first heard about it, it did seem absurd. And then when clarification came along, it was like, well, okay, that's that's more reasonable, I think. It was similar to that law, um, well, there's multiple laws of this in this nature where it's like, oh, it's illegal to misgender people. And then you go, well, is that what the law says? Well, no, the laws actually say that it's, it's you can't um, harass people by misgendering them. 
as if if they make clear that you uh, they want to be called by particular terms whatever and you specifically go out of your way to call them something else in order to harass them to influence them to make their life worse whatever you can face reprimand for that if you're like uh, their boss or their landlord or something not like an average joe or not not an average joe who makes a mistake I wish they had clarified, like, blind playthrough was the example that came up recently that they banned. That was far more objectionable and made far less sense. Because that seems to be a new policy rather than just the, the extension of older policies. Parasocial relationships on Twitch, viewers as friends, Ludwig's I am not your friend video. So Ludwig released a video <laughs> His beautiful brown eyes, there we go. Ludwig released a video where he is titled, I am not your friend. And it's basically talking about the idea of parasocial social relationships and how uh, people become, can become uh, attached to a streamer in, in a way that negatively impacts their lives, believing this to be like a, a friendship uh, rather than just like an escape from their reality, a distraction, an entertainment. And that's something that I think on sometimes as well. I mean, every streamer does. To what extent are you potentially taking advantage of the vulnerable, manipulating people with your actions inadvertently or, or intentionally to give you money, donate or whatever? As a person who doesn't want to go about their lives having a negative impact on others, I, especially when I get, I receive a large donation or a lot of money or something from someone, I begin to think, I really hope this isn't a person I'm taking advantage of in some capacity. Ludwig is right. I am not anyone's friend but i suppose for me because i don't have any real life friends maybe i come across as too friendly sometimes i'm not sure i use the word friend sometimes but that was just because i felt felt like mates wasn't international enough um that people would look me weird if i said thanks mate um so i say thanks friendo or whatever these days but there's one part in here that I really, really agreed with. Like, I can I can debate whether or not I actually care about my viewers, because I do. I do care about my viewers. But his point that I can't care about my viewers on an individual level is absolutely correct. People ask me, how many of your viewers do you remember? And I'm like, 100, 200, maybe. There is a few hundred of my viewers that when they talk to me, I remember things about them and I have a more individualistic care of them. But in general, I I can't do that with everyone. There is a general well-wish that I have for everyone who I deem as well-meaning. I care about everyone, even if they're not my viewers, to a degree. Like when someone tells me of their hardships and I wish them well, I am sincere in me and in, in that I'm wishing them well. And I do legitimately feel bad for the suffering that they're communicating to me. But at the same time, I will forget about that hours from then, right? If my mother told me she was suffering, um, I would remember that. But a, a random viewer, I, it's not like I can remember that forever. In the moments, I care and I am sincere, but I can't say that's going to impact me for the rest of my day. Well, it depends on how serious it is, but you know what I'm saying. And he, he I, I think... These sorts of videos where he's he's distancing himself and saying, hey, just treat this as entertainment is, is very correct to do. It makes me reflect on if I'm engaging in bad behavior in some respects. Like, I hope people find my, my content to be informative, entertaining, but not to the extent where they're somehow 
detrimenting themselves. They're they're bringing apart on, onto themselves burdens that they don't need to for my benefit. Like when I hear people say, "Oh, I watched all these ads to give you money." And I'm like, that's really flattering that you care about me or my content to that degree. But at the same time, I'd still rather you didn't do it because I don't need that money. You could have used that time productively in some sense to benefit your own lives in, in, a, in a much grander way than I, I could use that money you've given me in some way to improve my circumstances, right? Between the two of us, there has been a loss of value because your time wasn't necessarily worth the amount of money that I've received or, or the impact that money is going to, to give towards me and, and the benefit to my life. When I, when I get emails from people or see messages in chat where people are like, oh, you know, when I get a job, man, I'll be able to dono and sub and stuff. And I'm saying, man, I'm, I'm doing so well financially. Look at all these views, man. I don't need people to give me money that they, they need. I don't need people to give me money that they don't even have right now. I don't need people to promise to me that they're going to financially support me in the future. I, I appreciate all of that that people do, but I it makes me feel guilty and bad when I hear the wrong kinds of people doing that. Like, if you have a stable job and savings and you want to sub for $5, that makes perfect sense to me because you get benefits, you're more involved, and uh, I get something out of that too because $5 a month is not a supreme amount of money to an amount of people in this world, but for some people, that is a lot of money. Um, I don't want people especially my current circumstances, putting my welfare above their own. But there was one point in this video that I really, really um, felt, and it's, it's this one here. I get this all the time on Twitch, and sometimes even on YouTube or Twitter. Ludwig, you saved my life. No, I didn't save your life. What do you mean I saved your life? I've been playing Pokemon in Among Us in Minecraft. Where in that journey did I save your life? Did I pick up a scalpel and take out a cancerous lump? No. All I did was play games and you used me as a distraction to maybe get through a bad period or whatever it was. But you did it. You used me. You could have used anything. You could have used Taylor Swift's most recent album. You could have just used Jay Schlatt himself if you wanted. It could have been anything that you used. You just happened to have used me. And I promise, if you didn't, you also would have been fine. All right? So stop giving me the credit that you deserve for doing all the work. I don't know you. How can I save you? Come on, think about it. Think about it. Yeah, so I, I find that to be so true in that irrespective of whether an ind like I, I get those messages, I've saved your life, I've saved your life and stuff. And I'm just like, irrespective of whether or not you watched my content, I would have done the exact same goddamn thing. Nothing about the way that I behaved or what I created was in any way, shape or form influenced by you watching my content. I have done literally nothing to save your life. If indeed my content helped you, it was inadvertent. Or at least in the sense that it wasn't specifically the goal of my content to be targeted towards you or to have that benefit to you in that capacity. Certainly, I make content with the goal of entertaining people and bringing other people benefit. And I get satisfaction from the idea that this occurs for some people, but I'm not targeting any individual with that purpose. I am not working to save lives. I am working to create entertaining content that people can use for any purpose they desire. And if that happens to help people, it doesn't mean that um, I've actively worked or changed my behavior in some capacity to save people.
even if you want to make some argument that maybe this could occur, certainly uh, like saving a person's life because they happen to get distracted by my content or something, clearly I don't deserve that credit. It is mere happenstance, you know? There was no effort applied on my part to achieve that outcome. And, and I think Ludwig's statement there is correct, that had I not been that person there, in the vast majority of cases, they would have just found someone else to watch. It is entirely possible, if you think about it, guys, if you hadn't have found my content, for all you know, you would have found an even better content creator. And I have selfishly distracted you from finding a content creator that you would have loved even more. You never know. It's a possibility. For all I know, I am the equivalent of you being in like your 40s and regretting the idea that you haven't found the right person and so you've settled on me. <laughs> and if you just waited that little bit longer, you would have found the perfect content creator for you. You know what I'm saying? I, I, uh, I don't know. Like I think on this stuff sometimes and I don't like the idea of, of thinking that I'm taking advantage of people. But yeah, if you haven't seen this video, I highly recommend watching it. I'm not going to watch the entire thing. I believe Ludwig has said this sentiment better in, in other places, but um, I think it was a very good video. I really think this is a bit harsh because a streamer can save a life. A lot of people suffer from loneliness or depression and watching you really cheer them up and make them think of good things. Keep up the good work and happy new year. But that isn't something I've actively worked to achieve. You are giving me credit for something that I'm not explicitly doing. It's coincidental. No additional effort was put by me to achieve that outcome. It's kind of like you find a rock in the middle of a forest and you sit on it and you thank the rock for giving you somewhere to sit. That rock was going to be there regardless of whether or not you sat on it. There's no reason to give the rock credit for being there. You were the one who used that rock for a seat. And if you hadn't used that rock for a seat, nothing would have changed about that rock. To whatever capacity I have achieved those ends in people, they're doing it. They're the ones using my content for that purpose and it would be there or not, regardless of whether or not they made that choice. I just think I'm giving too much credit. That's the only point I'm trying to make. XQC has a clip talking about what you and Ludwig were just saying. I assume streamers are pointing this out more because of the larger amounts of depressed fans due to 2020 as a whole. Once you get to a certain size, you begin to see more frequently people who may be too great obsessed with you or your content. Like it's always a tiny, tiny portion, but when you get to a large enough size, that portion becomes far more obvious. Especially for content creators like me, who I, I'm not, this isn't a performance necessarily. Um, I am very open about who I am. More open than potentially even like close friends are to each other, which may, potentially exacerbate the issue of people becoming overly attached to me and my content. Um, I don't think it's anywhere close to a thing where I'm, uh, I'm being exploitative necessarily, but it is always a fear that that's going to happen or that I'm inadvertently doing that and I'm just unaware. I'm exploiting, I mean. Uh, thank you guys for subs. Hope you all enjoyed the sub badge and the emotes, my friends. Uh, uh, stop saying friends, my friendos. Thank you. Because like, the word friend doesn't simply imply a personal relationship between people who know each other well. Friend is a colloquial greeting, uh, or, or whatever, or, or something you call a stranger that you're trying to be friendly with. Howdy, friend. You come round here often, friend. It works the same way as mate. G'day, mate. But I agree in the position that I'm in, uh, I shouldn't assume that it's always going to be taken that way. Or that people won't put greater significance on my use of that word than that in which I intend. 
So it would be responsible of me to try to remove it from my vocabulary. But that would be very hard at this point. Maybe I should stop overthinking it and just say fuck it, but... Me? Overthink something? <laughs> it is okay to not be productive. Do I think a game could save a life? I, I mean, I guess. If a person, uh... You know, is potentially suicidal, but f finds something that they can, um... Give their all into and find satisfaction in, that distracts them from such thoughts. Or problems in their lives, then sure. But I would never argue that a, a video game is necessarily the best way to achieve such distraction. Because at the end of the day, it is very rare for a video game to lead to practical benefit in your life. But of course, everything in your life doesn't need to provide you practical benefit beyond entertainment, right? There's that line that goes around sometimes. You don't have to be productive to be deserving of existence, or whatever the phrasing is. Where sometimes it's fine just to to chill, you know? Certainly don't avoid your responsibilities or um, ignore your problems to some detrimental degree, but just chilling, relaxing, entertaining, and not worrying about using every second of your life to get money or something like that is a, is a, is a good policy to have. I don't have that policy, as in like I'm terrible at that. I am very rarely comfortable if I'm not being productive, and uh, that's terrible. It is, is massively gonna contribute to my uh, burning out. You know? But then again, it's not like I don't do leisurely things, like uh, watch TV shows and watch anime and stuff. It's just usually I do those things while doing other productive things. So what I was doing with Pacifist yesterday was I would take five minutes of the footage that I would have to process. I would process that five minutes and then watch, let's say, five minutes of uh, some TV show or whatever at two times speed. So I'd watch, you know, ten minutes of a show. I, I watch everything at two times speed. 2.2 2 times speed, usually. I have a Chrome add-on that uh, allows you to speed up anything. I can't watch live streams, of course, at 2.2 times speed. But usually when I'm watching live streams, I'm uh, not engaged with them. I'm, I'm listening to them as background or whatever. Or I'm just tuning in every once in a while. Live streams are usually the thing that's last on my list of what things to watch. Like I go through my entire sub, my, my sub box or whatever on YouTube. And then when that's all done and the recommendations don't look like it has anything particularly interesting right now, I'll go to uh, Twitch and watch something. These days it's been uh, Mitch Jones, since he came back to streaming, doing PVP for World of Warcraft. Well, I haven't played WoW in years. I don't even follow the story and stuff. Uh, his skill at the game and his attitude towards it is uh, interesting to watch. My old video where I criticized Call Me Carson. This ramble was done before the recent allegations against him, and the video that I made was about maybe a year ago. Uh, Call Me Carson? I know next to nothing about the guy. He's worshipped by all the edgy teens. I have never found his tweets to be funny. His tweets come off to me more as... Hey, how random is it that I'm like super popular and writing this? But again, I haven't seen his entire body of work. Call me Carson and I have interacted on some small level. Do you guys know why? So once upon a time, your boy Dark Viper didn't have a video to release one day. And I had been doing testing for 100%, I think, or something, the day before. And the topic of Call Me Carson came up. And I said, the only content of Call Me Carson's I've ever seen are the ones where he's reacting to random YouTube videos. And the main 
input that he and his friends have seems to just be them laughing. And the, what's meant to be funny, seems to just be their laughter. And I was like, I don't think this is particularly funny. I don't find the content, content particularly interesting. But the way that I communicated this was needlessly critical and cruel. Like, it was funny, but at the time I didn't realize that if you took me to be sincere in my degree of criticism, it, it just comes across as me being a complete asshole. And because I didn't have a video, I just saw this small section that I found quite funny. And I'm like, I'll make this into a video. And so I put it on my YouTube channel. And a lot of people got it, especially because I made efforts to, to add certain things to it that made it seem like I clearly wasn't that serious. But a lot of people who liked his content or took me to be really sincere were hypercritical of it. And it, Carlson ended up watching the video. I don't know in what context. It, the video had less than 50,000 views. And he wrote a comment like, you know, I do understand where you're coming from. And he's like, I have not felt creatively inspired for quite some time. And I do feel as though the content that I've been creating recently is, is fairly, I'm not saying he said, like, like formulaic is what he's trying to say. It was a very mature response, which made me feel even worse. Because as I wasn't clear about in the video, I don't really know Carson. I don't really know his content. It's like if you, I don't know, if you released a thousand videos and a person watched two of them and believed they knew you as a content creator or knew what sort of content you make or, or, or the value of your life's work. And that's, it's, it's kind of like that's what I was trying to suggest, that I actually knew him and his content. And I clearly did not. Um, I ended up taking the video down in part because there is a difference between talking about a content creator, a living, breathing human being, and a topic. Mocking soccer or something or whatever is very different from an abstract kind of thing. It's very different from mocking a person. Once a content creator gets really, really large, sometimes you don't even see them as a person. You see them as a brand, almost. You don't think about how your words might impact the person behind the brand or whatever. And so I I took down the video. Um, I'm not sure where it is now. It's probably on my PC somewhere. But yeah, that's, that's the only interaction I've had with Carson. I still don't know much about his content. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.